We now return to the Mike Counter Show on 102.5 The Bone. All rise. Court is now in session. Uh, if you're just joining the show in the studio with us, Dominic Ferriello, as he is every week. Dom has been a lawyer in the Tampa Bay area for 16 years now. He has studied both uh, overseas and here in the great United States to learn all about the law. And now he is going to take five sample bar questions. First, Carmen, the second highest educated person on this show. Uh, Carmen recently uh, getting her um, associate. associate degree. Yeah, wow. her two-year degree. That's awesome, uh, Carmen. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. very That's proud awesome. of you. Good job. Thank Good you. Uh, and now I will give them both the five questions from a practice bar exam. I will read them. I will read you your multiple choice que- answers. And then you will pick them, and I will grade them at the end. Galvin, yes, I know that you dropped out of high school, yeah, but you've been very successful in your radio career. Right. If you thought you might want to be a lawyer, maybe you could take the test too. Sure, all right. And anybody wanting to play along at home, I will let you know that I did take a semester of criminal law when I was in high school. And you watch a lot of Law and Order. I do. I yeah. watch a lot of Law and Order. So now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. none of us have seen these questions except for me, uh, other than you. Nope. So we have no idea what you're going to ask us. This is from the multi-state bar examination. Okay. Okay. Question number one. I'm only going to read it one time, so pay attention, and I'll give you your A, B, C, and D choices. A father lived with his son, who was an alcoholic. When drunk, the son often became violent and physically abused his father. As a result, the father always lived in fear. One night, the father heard his son on the front stoop making loud, obscene remarks. The father was certain that his son was drunk and terrified that he would be physically beaten again. In his fear, he bolted the front door and took out a revolver. When the son discovered that the door was bolted, he kicked it down. As the son burst through the front door, his father shot him four times in the chest, killing him. In fact, the son was not under the influence of alcohol or any drug and did not intend to harm his father. At trial, the father presented the above facts and asked the judge to instruct the jury on self-defense. How should the judge instruct the jury with respect to self-defense? Here come your choices. A. Give the self-defense instruction because it expresses the defense theories of the case. B, give the self-defense instruction because the evidence is sufficient to raise the defense. C, deny the self-defense instruction because the father was not in imminent danger from his son. Or D, deny the self-defense instruction because the father used excessive force. I'm going to need you to choose A, B, C, or D. Write it down. Let me know when you're ready, and I'll give you question number two. Ready. Uh, I would like to point out that no legal degrees will be given out after this five-question mm. test. <laughs> this is strictly for fun and, as usual, no wager. <laughs> Carmen, are you ready? Yeah. Dom, are you ready? Yep. Question number two. A man was uh, a man sued a railroad for personal injuries suffered when his car was struck by a train at an unguarded crossing. A major issue is whether the train sounded its whistle before arriving at the crossing. The railroad has offered the testimony of a resident who has lived near the crossing for 15 years. Although she was not present on the occasion in question, she will testify that whenever she is home, the train always sounds its whistle before arriving at the crossing. Is the resident's testimony admissible? A, no, due to the resident's lack of personal knowledge regarding the incident in question. B, no, because habit and evidence is limited to the conduct of persons, not businesses. C, yes, as evidence of a routine practice, or D, yes, as summary of her present sense impressions. 
Please answer A, B, C, or D. And let me know when you're ready, and we'll move on to question number three. Ready. If if Carmen does better than Dom, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm taking the bar next week. Stop. Everybody ready for question number three? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> to keep its public school expenditures under control in a time of increasing cost, a state passed a law providing that children who have not lived in the state for at least one year cannot attend public schools in the state. Which of the following statements about this law is most accurate as a matter of constitutional law? A, the one-year residence requirement is valid because it does not affect any fundamental right or, or suspect class. B, state durational residence requirements that are established for publicly funded services are constitutional because they relate to government operations reserved exclusively for the states by the 10th Amendment. C, because publicly funded education is a fundamental constitutional right, a state may not deny it to any class of persons who reside in that state. Or D, State durational residence requirements established for this kind of publicly funded service solely for the purpose of reducing state expenditures violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. I'm going to need A, B, C, or D, and we have two questions left on our mini bar that is going live right now between Dom, Carmen, and Galvin. I'd love to have a mini bar in here. Mm, mini nice. bar. <laughs> Question number four. Galvin, you'll like this one. All right. A man has four German Shepherd dogs that he has trained for guard duty, mm -hmm. and he holds for breeding purposes. The man has a beware of dog sign clearly posted around a fence in the yard where he keeps his dogs. The, man next door, the man's next-door neighbor frequently walks past the man's house and knows about the dog's ferocity. One summer day, the neighbor entered the man's fenced-in yard to retrieve a snow shovel that the man had borrowed during the past winter. The neighbor was attacked by one of the dogs and was severely injured. Good boy. In a suit against the man, is the neighbor likely to prevail? A, no, because the neighbor knew that the man had dangerous dogs in his yard. B, no, because the neighbor was trespassing when he entered the man's property. C, yes, because the neighbor was an invitee for the purpose of retrieving the shovel. Or D, yes, because the man was engaged in an abnormally dangerous activity. A, B... C or D, and we will move on to our final question of the Mike Kelton mini bar to find out which member of the show could be a lawyer or may lose his legal license today. <laughs> question number five. A woman from State A filed an action against retailer in a state court in State B. The complaint alleged that the retailer had not delivered $100,000 worth of goods for which the woman had paid. 20 days after being served... The retailer, which is incorporated in State C, has its principal place of business in State B, filed a notice of removal in the federal district court in State B. Was the action properly removed? I don't even know what you just said. Well, you better pay attention. Yep. A, no, because the notice of removal was not timely filed. B, no, because the retailer is a citizen of State B. C, yes, because the parties are citizens of different states and more than $75,000 in controversy. Or D, yes, because the retailer is a citizen of both the state B and C. I'm going to need a final answer, and then we will properly review your test. All right. Galvin is done. Not an attorney and already finished. Carmen. Done. Is done. And Dominic Ferriello. I'm still concentrating. Okay. No, I'm done. As a proctor, you have another two seconds. Now, imagine those questions over the course of two days. Mm. 
Now, we just, what was it, six minutes we just did this? What's interesting is you would think that you should be able to common sense-wise figure out at least what would it, there's two answers for every one that are kind of might be right. And, and I can I can go, and I have examples of trials where I can go either way on this. All right. Well, let's find out how, <laughs> experience, I don't know. how the uh, multi, multi, multi-state bar examination ruled. Yeah. Question number one was the case where the father lived an alcoholic, abusive son, uh-huh. shot and killed him. And uh, then we had to decide whether or not the father was going to be in trouble. Uh, Galvin, what was your answer to question number one? My answer was A. You chose A, give the self-defense instruction because it expresses a defense's theory of the case. Mm-hmm. Dom, what was your answer? Uh, I also said uh, A or, or B as far as the instruction. I'm going to have a final A. answer. I can't have two answers. A. It's not multiple answer. It's multiple choice. A. You choose A. A. Carmen, I am going to need an answer from you. Do not change it based on their answer. I will not. I had A, I crossed it out, and put B. Uh, So B is your final answer. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the answer to question number one is B. Oh. Give the the self-defense instruction because the evidence is sufficient to raise the defense. Lawyered. You could do A or B. Hashtag lawyered. Hashtag lawyered. I I told you you could do A or B. But they didn't say which ones apply. They said which one's the answer. But let me tell you legally, as a defense attorney. Well, let me tell you something. There's only uh, one attorney here now. You got four more questions left, yo. <laughs> all right, all right, let's find out. Le- legally, yeah, I'm done. If, if you want to present the argument, the the defense can present the argument. No, 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 no. just answer the question. Right. <laughs> Fine, go. Next. Number two was the man who sued the railroad for uh, whether or not it blew the horn. Uh, uh, Dom, we'll start with you. What was your answer? C. You said C. Carmen, your answer to the railroad question number two was? A. A. Galvin. Mine was D. D. Uh, okay. And you said, Carmen, you said, Galvin said yes as evidence of routine practice. Carmen, you said D? I said A. a. No, Galvin said D. You said no. I said D. Carmen said no due to the resident's lack of personal knowledge regarding the incident in question. And Galvin said yes, a summary of her present sense impression. Uh, the answer to that one, question number two, I believe goes to our attorney, Dominic Ferriello. The answer to that is C. To number two. You can have an ear witness, which which I've had to deal with before, which is opposite of that of an eyewitness, uh-huh. uh, which is very confusing in a lot of sense because in that question was was it a force of habit that the train every day did the same thing every you know and then you can rebut that testimony yeah, yeah, yeah. You with got eyewitnesses. <laughs> We but I want you to know why, and yeah. because it's important when you when you when you when you take the bar, you need to learn why you missed it, but you also need to learn why you got it right, so you can repeat that again. Because you'll get it right in practice, and then get it wrong on the exam because you missed the concept. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, right now, Galvin uh, is not a lawyer, but Carmen and Dom are. <laughs> Question number three involved uh, school expenditures, expenditures, and how to keep them under control. Carmen, what was your answer for question number three? My was C. I answered C. For question number three, you said the answer was C because the publicly funded education is a fundamental constitutional right. A state may not deny it to any class of person who resides in the state. Okay, Galvin? I said D. I know. D, the state durational residence requirement established for this kind of publicly funded solely for the purpose of reducing state expenditures violates the Equal Protection Clause. Dom? I also said D. The correct answer for question number three in the multi-state bar exam 
was in fact D. Lawyer, 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 lawyer. Uh, if I'm grading this correctly, <laughs> you are all tied as lawyers right now. Uh, oh, no, Dom is one ahead. Dom, Dom is, is one ahead. No, no, Carmen and I have... No, you're one yeah, ahead. Yeah, you're oh, one oh, ahead. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Carmen's uh, one, and, one and three. You're two and three. And Galvin's one and three. Yeah. Uh, question number four was about the German shepherd who uh, attacked the neighbor who went into the yard. Uh, Dom, what was your score on that? A. You say A is the answer, and that was that uh, in the suit against the man, is a neighbor likely to prevail? And the answer was no, according to Dom, because the neighbor knew that the man had dangerous dogs in the yard. Galvin. I said B. You said no because the neighbor was trespassing when he entered the man's property. Mm. And Carmen. I also said B. You also said that the neighbor was trespassing. The answer, answer to question number four was, in fact, A. Uh, the neighbor knew that the man had dangerous dogs in the yard. Therefore, the man with the legal degree actually got mm. that one right. The key again. term was likely to prevail. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to look out for that kind of stuff. Mm. The, the, the language of the, the phrase of the question will also give you the answer on occasion. Ah, okay. Just the, FYI, just heads up there. Final question that confused Carmen, and I'll be honest, she kind of confused yeah. me. It's state A, state B, you had $100,000 worth right. of goods. Carmen, what was your answer? I just went A. You went A. Yeah. No. I, don't I, just went a. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Galvin? I went A as well because I uh, figured this fact that they said that it wasn't a timely manner, that they probably had like 10 days to respond. Yeah. Uh -huh, they okay. said they responded in 20 days, so I just assumed. And, uh, Dom, your final answer, question number five. All the way to the bottom, D. You say it is D, and I will tell you for question number five, you are all wrong. The answer is B, mm. no, because the retailer is a citizen of state B. Oh, I am not a good lawyer. I got one out of five. Yep. Well, you got one out of five. Carmen got one out of five. And Domin got three out of five. You were dancing earlier. Hey, and all I'm said. still a lawyer. But let me, so. let me tell you, you don't have to get them all right. And three out of five is passing. Right. So right now, Dom is passing and you are all failing. Mm. Although there was a very strong argument for question number one in the court of mm -hmm. law i mean i don't think so because i, I, I have made because i have made arguments i well that says was a jury instruction because i've made arguments on self-defense that you can also attach that to a jury instruction so i mean one is actually one can go either way in the court of actual practice yeah. but on the piece of paper they've chose one or the i other. still want to take it i still want to i still want to study if you like two weeks of study and i think i could take it not gonna get them all right but i'll get three out of five the last one was confusing because it was a jurisdictional question on... Um, You're right, but you have to know. You have to have a knowledge of what uh, yeah. well, what also, law will supersede. It's just hard to follow these questions when someone's reading them to you. Like, when you get to read them and you can re... And you can go over it a couple times. So you want me to draw pictures for you next time? No. Stick figures? I could read... This man went to state B. No. This went to state A. And then I'll have them cross each other. But I could read the questions myself. Right, right. That, All right. That well, way now, you can pick out, like, now the you stuff, have homework. like likely. Like, now you have homework. Eh, no, thank you. Study up. I don't want to be a lawyer. Well, good, because you have no chance. <laughs> Dom, I'm good with you. Let me tell Three you, out of five. It, it was close, man. I, You know, if I would have come in here and lost to you guys, I mean, you know, my nine-year career might have been down. But, the but also, here. it was it was difficult for me because I was reading them to you, so that, that hurt. <laughs> thank you, Dom. Thank you to, for you people for all your phone calls today. Uh, I shall take a break. 727-579-1025 or 800 771 
1025 are the phone numbers. We'll hit your phone calls. We got more show left. It's the Mike Calter Show. It's 1025 The Bone. The Mike Calter Show on 1025 The Bone.